Welcome back to Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Babb. I am absolutely delighted today to welcome back one of the stars of the 2020 series. We are revisiting some of the episodes we did back last year and also celebrating those companies in the Financial Technologies Magazine's most influential fintechs of 2021 awards. One of those is a company I think did a fantastic job over the last year. I'm looking forward to unpicking that a little bit again and seeing the plans for 2021. It is Tobias Sprenel from Morgate Benchmarks. Tobias, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you back again. Looking looking well, looking like the beard's got that little bit longer again. I'm always impressed with that. <laughs> and uh, and business seems to be going well as well for you. Oh, absolutely. It's been a, a tremendous 2020. Um, we had a fantastic end of, of, of 2020 and, and, and a fantastic start into 2021. So yeah, I think it's fair to say we used the crisis wisely. So really good. Well done. Well done. We'll, 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 we'll unpick that in a minute, but not everyone, I know, I know we had a lot of viewers of last year's uh, show, but not everyone's going to have managed to have seen it last time out. So give us, uh, before we get into the reads, let's, uh, let's have a little bit of a, a background on yourself and the company. Can you tell us a little bit more about Morgate Benchmarks, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, so my background personally is um, fixed income and, 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 and derivatives. Um, so I, I entered the wacky, wonderful world of indices in, in 2006, working for, for market helping um, market um, develop the index business into what it is now left market around 2014 um, and after a short stint working for FTSE and Thomson Reuters I, I started Mortgage Benchmarks. The, what we're doing as, as Mortgage Benchmarks is we're, we're designing, administering and, and calculating indices. So um, the idea behind Mortgage was that we really wanted to provide choice to both product structures, but, but also to people who have index ideas and really helping um, these people um, bring these ideas to life. We think the, the, the current market structure is, is one which is very inflexible. Um, so so we, we're providing choice. Started off as a consulting company, helping buy-side, sell-side exchanges, but also completely new players in the index space, designing indices and, and dealing with, with the boring part of the administration. Um, which you have to do in this day and age um, post-LIBOR, where, where this is a highly regulated area. And, and we've, we've really migrated or transformed the business over the last 18 months from a consulting company focusing on these two areas into a, a company really offering calculation as well. Um, so we're working with, as I said, buy-side, sell-side exchanges, but, but also very exotic players. Our, our most exotic customer, for example, is Airbus, the aircraft manufacturer, where we help them developing and, and, um, and administering a series of indices, which will be the underlying for, for passenger derivatives. So, so yeah, all in all, we continue on our path that we started um, as a consulting business, really empowering innovation in the indexing space. I, th I think it's fascinating. Look, I've, I've been speaking to a number of companies recently who've gone through that same journey. And I, th and I think that consulting element is a very interesting starting point because there's a lot of companies that start there and, and then recognize the gaps in the market through that consulting journey and then become a sort of product business that you know, thereafter and turn into the, the sort of fintech. And look, the, 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 this, this, I guess the sort of feature of our conversation, I found it a massively inspiring conversation when we spoke at the back end of last year. 
in 2020. And uh, I loved, you know, the, the whole premise of this show has always been about seeing people turn the negative into a positive and, and wanted to get people to transform their views of, of how it is easy to be very defensive and, and negative through, through what we've uh, endured over the last year or so on a social basis into seeing really where the opportunities are. And I think you absolutely embrace that. And that sort of journey from uh, consulting to FinTech, I think, and, and, and you've mentioned this before about using the, using the time period wisely, benefit from the crisis, keeping the spirits up, keeping your mind straight and coming out stronger from this. That was always your your sort of raison d'etre. That was your mantra coming, you know, coming into this. And it's been inspiring to see that sort of come through. Tell me a little bit about how that's allowed you to sort of completely, uh, I guess, accelerate reshape and position the company over that time period yeah i mean there's two things here right one is when when we started that crisis uh, or when we went into that crisis mode well, more than 13 months ago now um we, we always said okay we, we're gonna keep a, a straight mind we're gonna be positive and, and we we're gonna come out stronger out of that crisis um then we went in no one envisaged that crisis to be that long but but we always said okay we're gonna use this wisely we were in a in a quite fortunate position to be fully capitalized really don't have that massive revenue pressure and and really in being in a stage where we where we brought all the pieces of the puzzle together in in, in the in the second and third quarter of 2020 and that's what we did right um the, the crisis really allowed us to uh, to to really focus and, and 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 build what we wanted to build faster is another point which I wanted to touch on, which is the, the, the migration um, from a consulting company to, to a fintech company. Essentially, the reason, the main reason why we did that was because we listened to our customers. Um, you know, when when designing indices for customers and when doing the administration of, of indices for customers, one of the questions that we always were asked was, can you also calculate these indices? This is for us. And we had to pass on our customers to partners. And we weren't really blown away by the quality we got, the level of service we or our customers got, and, and, and the commercial model. And that's why we said, okay, let's build the technology that the market needs. So, so essentially, there's that one overarching goal. We want to build exactly what the market needs. And, and, and we really bring the experience, and I'm giving away my, my age and my partner's age when, when, when we're saying, well, we have, we have 80 years um, of experience experience under our belt and we've I presume, done i presume that's not each that's not each that's that's three of, uh, three of us uh, me and my, my my two co-founders but um where i'm going with this is is really we we've done a lot of mistakes ourselves right um we, we've built a lot of businesses or in, in the case of, of margo our, our cto we've built a, a lot of technology and, and and we know where the skeletons in the closet are and we know where we made mistakes before so so we really were in that fortunate position beginning of 2020 to really get that step back say how would we do it if we start all over again and that's what we did Fantastic. I, I, I love that. I think it's so important to see that sort of, sort of, sort of uh, stuff coming through as well. So if we look at, uh, at, you know, at the year ahead and, and, uh, and how the positions, but, um, you know, or how the company sort of set itself up now for the, you know, for the, for the future in the next sort of phase, 2019 was about you getting sort of late seed, seed money. You're now starting to look at a series A, which is very, very exciting and, and sort of take the company onto the next journey. Tell me a little bit about that journey. How's that been? And what's that looked like for you so far? 
very, very interesting. So, so where we are with the company, um, we, we really used the funding which we got in in 2019 to, to do that migration or that um, transformation that I described. We have all the building blocks of the technology up and running. We, we're getting significant traction from the tier one customers. We have an impressive range of customers which we're serving already, but we really want to get this to the next stage. So we really want to scale up and, and that's why we decided to go um, and, and and get a series a funding so um so we're only in the in, in the early stages of, of of doing that um looking at um at, at strategic investors and, and and at finance investors and and what i find particularly interesting is um strategic investors where we're not only well we give them a, a fantastic opportunity to invest in a fantastic company i have to say that um, <laughs> but, uh, but but where, where we also solving problems for them, right? Um, so so there, there are a lot of companies out there um, who really need help on the indexing front where, where we can come in and, and, and where, where, where we are interesting as, um, as a company where they invest in, but also as a partner um, that provides the technology they need. I think that's the sort of utopian situation, isn't it? And I've been speaking to a number of companies who've been through or uh, uh, just been through, or just sort of looking at, yeah, you know, their, uh, yeah, you know, their, their Series A as well at the moment, and and you know that sort of piece there where where you're getting this sort of trust from the company there to say that they want to get this right from a, from an investment point of view. You're looking at a business there that you can be invested into that allows you to get the best possible solution and, and guide the uh, the strategy of that that suits you as well. I think it's really interesting about how companies can look at that strategically to build their business. I also think one of the things I've noticed specifically about this, this sort of Series A culture at the moment, because I think there's a lot of companies that, that are moving that. There's a lot of institutional money out there at the moment. There's a lot of ap- ambition and appetite that makes, for me, 2021 likely to be one of the biggest years for fintech investment in the, the UK has seen for a long, long time. And it's always been you know, relatively robust, but I think you know I'm just hearing it left, right and centre at the moment. Series A, Series B seems to be the, you know, the sort of mode du jour of, uh, of what's happening right now. One of the things I'm noticing is about how important it is to get the right investor and select your investors and that team correctly who come into it. Tell me a little bit about your due diligence and what you're looking for in an investor as well, because I think that's quite interesting. We, we're really looking for a partner who, who's in it for the long term, right? Um, yeah. And uh, and I don't really want to scare any VCs who are watching this uh, away with that. Um, <laughs> it's it's not that we we, we want to do this forever, but um, it, it's really a, a strong partner who can help progressing the business, right? And and yeah. in 2019, we we decided to go with um, ETF Securities Capital, um, a, a partner who helps us greatly on both operation using operational synergies and 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 also strategic synergies and and we're in the same situation now right we're looking for a second partner i think and this will sound much more arrogant than, than it's meant to be. There's no shortage of people out there who, who are willing to invest and, and, and give us their money. But we're really looking at a partner who can can really help us progress, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Being that, that as a corporate VC, where we, we can, as I described earlier, really help 
um, help bringing the product and, and the, their business forward and yeah. them, them investing us or this being a, a VC where we can have synergies within the portfolio. So, so it's, it's not a scientific process um, that, that we're going through, but it's, it's really, we're, we're looking at very closely what are the strategic effects of um, that uh, entity investing in us. And it's almost more risks that we're looking at, right? The, the number of players out there where if we would decide to go with them, that would close doors, right? Either for, for future investment um, with peers in that space or, or for, for customers, right? So, so uh, uh, we wouldn't really go down the route and, uh, and engage with, with an investor, which would really prevent us from doing business in, in that space with competitors of that investor. So, so it's, it's basically... Uh, to sum it up, the, the look and feel of that that investor and, and the strategic angle that that we we have with, with, with a potential investor. I think it's really interesting that you say that. And and, and look, when you say it's non scientific, I think there's 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 probably a you know, a fair amount of of common sense that comes into the decision making there about what makes a good partner for you. And look, there's always going to be a little bit of a touch and feel and what feels right but it's also strategically what what makes sense for you, you know for you in the business as well and as I say when you've got a business that's good there isn't going to be a shortage of people wanting to invest in the space at the moment so it's just about making that right piece yeah. about where 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 the where the expectations sit I think as well and that touch and feel is interesting, right? Because um, there's a lot of talk out there and then people discuss about um, what do investors see when, when they or what do they look at when they invest in a company in, in, in an early stage? And, and um, four out of five investors will tell you, well, we, we look at the people and, and we look at whether we like the people um, and, and whether they're likely to, to really implement what they what they say they they plan to implement in in the stage where we are in i think it's a two-way game right um mm -hmm. it's it's not only that that uh, investors are looking at us and then seeing whether they like us um, it's it's also they, that they have more and more databases to to really value us but it's also that that we are looking very closely um at at investors so there's a lot of people tell me that in the early seed stages you it's the beggars can't be choosers right you you basically um pick whatever you get friends as a, and family yeah as an entrepreneur exactly that's why a lot of people end up with uh, friends and family but i think as you move on you you have more more power on the on the investee side in in a sense yeah. that, that that we're looking closely at yeah do we really like these guys can these guys really help us achieving our goals so it's yeah. almost turning around a bit and i think it sort of comes yeah I, I i sort of hesitate to say um scientific but there's obviously a formula that that investors are looking for when they're looking at companies and and, and investing at series a level it's obviously you know, more so depending when you get to you know, how much you, you, you're looking to raise. And they look at the management team and you're talking there already about 80 years worth of experience and some good track records of your, of your, your leadership team. They're looking at you know, the, the, the size and scape and scale of the marketplace and how niche and, and the, the potential value of it there. And they're looking at the product and, and they're looking at the track record. Now, to me, it seems you've got a, a fairly strong set of boxes ticked in all of those sort of areas. So it makes it a very attractive proposition. What, why, do you, why do you feel that the... the Morgate Benchmarks represents a great investment for people to be looking at at the moment. 
we we are really bringing all these pieces of the puzzle together, and then you almost stole all my all my thunder um, <laughs> by, by really um, touching on on all of these these things, right? What is important in that space, right? I think it's 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 the background, it's the the the, the skill set and, and and the network. No doubt, we we bring that together. We as as a as a funding a founding team really complement each other quite well. We have. Gareth as, as, the, as the rocket scientist um, developing index ideas, really one of the legends in that space, one of the four people who founded FTSE 28 years ago. You have Mark, who, uh, who is one of the very few people in the industry who built a technology and, and, and ran it, uh, ran a global operation. Um, so so he, his background is, is he built markets index technology and then sold that technology to market and stayed on the COO for the index business for, for four years. So, so you, you, you have a, not a lot of people out there with the, the skill set he brings. And then it's me um, bringing it all together and, uh, and running <laughs> the show. Um, so we complement each other quite well and, and really have the, the skill set and, and the know-how that that's necessary, but that's only one part of, of the puzzle. The, the second part yeah. is really um, the technology. Uh, touched on it, um, but we really built a, a technology which is very powerful and 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 which which, which is really standing out in, in the industry out there. We, we've been in that very comfortable situation to really make that step back to really just have, having closed a funding round and saying, okay, what technology does the market need? Where, where is the market going um, with, with mass customization and, and direct indexing and, and all these, these trends? We said, what, what do we need? And it was quite an eye-opening experience, I have to say, because very often we came to the point where we said, why on earth is the industry doing it like that? And we didn't have an answer. Well, the, the only answer we, we, we had was, well, because the technology they're using isn't, isn't up to scratch. So, so we, we're basically changing that. Um, so we build a very, very powerful, scalable, flexible index engine, which can all the things which does all the things that, that you would do if you start from, from scratch. And then it's really the traction that we already got. Here we are early 2021. If, if I look back at, at our plans in 2019, we've, we've really smashed all our plans. So we, we really, we, we initially thought we, we, we started the more exotic parts of the, of the business, smaller players, um, but we're right there in the middle. People really need our technology and we're proving that that we can deliver yeah i think that's so important isn't it it's it's uh, it's, it's having a uh, solving a problem that needs solving which is uh, you know one of the core things and if we look at actually you know what what investors want and actually the criteria for the, you know, the golden thread that exists through all of the companies who are listed in in this year's financial technologist be out on march the 29th and you'll see you'll see a number of brilliant companies who've defied the odds over the last year and really maximize this you know this this period they've been able to maximize this period by having strong teams by having technology that solves problems that needs to be solved to be had by, by, by having a really strong and robust plan to be agile in where they're looking at to be innovative in, in their in their approach and i think that makes it a very strong proposition which is why i think you will see a number of companies who are listed on this year's listing who will either be just having raised raised cash or just be in the process of, of, of doing it or just be on the verge of having something very exciting happening in, in their business so i'm really excited to you know to, to put that list out there and also to you know to have you guys in it because i think you're the epitome to me 
of what's made a uh, you know a company do well over the last year and, and certainly set the foundations for what's ahead which links me perfectly into the next sort of phase which is looking ahead looking at 2021 and looking at you know the wider trends in in the marketplace i know there's a lot of talk about direct indexing at the moment that's a rabbit hole you can talk about for a long time i, I, I know Don't get me started <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there and uh and, and allow you to grab it Tell me a little bit of your of, about your your thoughts on where the industry as a whole heads this year and, and some of the trends we can expect to see. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think we touched a bit on it when we spoke last year. Um, but what we're continuing to see is, is really a paradigm shift in the industry um, away from uh, this being a, an IP and a trademark play to 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 this being a, a becoming a, a data and technology play um, where up on, up until five to ten years ago um, trademark was was really really important for people using indices um, that is slowly but surely going away and and, and and the players who who will focus on on building great technology and, and great data um, will continue to win. There's a second trend, which is um, mass customization or direct indexing, as um, as people call it. And, and we've built our technology from day one, always with having this in mind, that we need to build a technology which is 100% flexible, um, but 100% scalable, right? Um, we, what we're seeing at the moment is, is another paradigm shift, and, and that's a lot of that is driven by by ESG, where our kids' generation more and more will look into where does their money go. We we think our generation, well, you are you and my generation think we're, we're quite smart when we invest in, in ETFs and when when we pick the right ETFs. I think our kids' generation will be completely different, right? I mean, they will will be on their smartphone. They they will be very exactly looking at where's their money going right and if i look mm -hmm. at my 17 year old son he's swiping in his ideal world he wants to swipe left and right not only in tinder but also when he's <laughs> his investments right swiping left in terms of i want to get exposure um to north american equities swiping right i don't really want to have exposure to to coil uh, coal or, or oil stocks and so on and so forth so, so we think the future is, is mass customization and, and direct indexing is, is the first phenomenon in, in, that, um, in, in that vision, right? Where at the moment, high net worth individuals can, can really slice and dice indices and, and can be very particular on, on what do I want to have in there and, and what, what don't I want to have in there. Um, yeah. So um, we, we sit in the middle, right? We, we, we have this powerful... Um, index and, and portfolio calculation engine, which will be the backbone for for that for direct indexing. And it, it's not really clear where where direct indexing is is going. Whether that indeed will be a, a play which, which which really will trickle down from the high net worth individuals all the way to to the mass market. The jury is still out, but we're really positioning uh, Moorgate in, in a way that, that we can be the engine if, if that is um, the, the, first, the, the, the first step into mass customization. Very, very exciting. And, and uh, look, you, you guys have spoken to, and, and sort of, you know, I think we've spoken about this in the past, you're, you're an enabler for, for innovation, and innovation is very much at the core of the business philosophy and, and what you do as a company. Let's 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 finish off by talking about you know the business itself, Morgate Benchmarks itself, and what's what's ahead for the year. 
talk to me about some of the innovation you're expecting talk about some of the exciting things obviously the uh fundraising is, is at the very heart of that but what what can we expect to see and, and what's uh, what's exciting for the for the company over the course of the next year What's absolutely exciting for, for us is two things, right? We continue to, to help people um, innovate. What does that mean? It's basically ETF providers, it's exchanges, it's um, asset managers who have exciting ideas and, and we help them bringing them to life, right? Um, with, with our powerful technology at, at, at fair prices. So um, we have a lot of exciting customers in the pipeline at the moment. Um, so, so you will see us powering um, a, a lot of exciting ideas. On the technology side, we were more and more really speaking to um, big players who, who don't really have the technology they need in order to get ready for the future or be ready for the future. So we're more and more having discussions where, where, where we are the backbone for, for big institutions, where we really providing the technology for, for big institutions. So so all all very, very exciting. And, and that in addition to uh, to continue to build all the all the exciting stuff that you, that we want to build on, on on the technology. Look, we've we've made great progress on on the um, on on the operation side and getting all the the operations bits and pieces together we were now not only regulated by the fca in the uk we're also regulated by buffin in, in germany because it's only half the fun to deal with one regulator we're now regulated <laughs> by, by by two and and all these uh these, these really puzzle parts which uh, which we continue to to bring together but 2021 is is really going to be an exciting year for us because that's the year where we really take off right and it's quite nice from a personal point of view because it coincides with with what we all feel at the hopefully end of lockdown version version three um where well, i'm looking out in the garden it's uh, it's a it's a sunny day and, and and it feels like we're at the end of the tunnel and and it's quite nice to really see that uh, coinciding with mortgage taking off fully to us, listen, absolutely. Last time we spoke, I remember coming off that call and being super excited about and, and inspired about the positivity that you were showing in, in, in that stage and even more difficult sort of stage as we come into uh, springtime now with, uh, as you say, the sun shining and everything looking a little bit brighter. Vaccinations are you know, in, increasing in speed and, and, uh, and everyone sort of genuinely sensing that sort of optimism and positivity that I think is sort of surging back into the industry. Plus the sort of cord spring of the economy, as I love talking about all the time, that people uh, expect to see through this summer, and a robust industry that I think is just getting started in terms of a swathe of digital innovation that's very exciting. This, to me, is why I love working in this space. I love talking to people like you, and I think it's massively energising. And, and, and I wish you and the team nothing than, than what I expect, and more than what I expect, which is an absolutely stellar year again in 2021. So. Tobias, it is always a pleasure. I love talking to you. I love hearing about the business and, and uh, I wish you the, uh, the very, very best of luck with that Series A and I'm sure you're going to smash it out of the park. So um, it's a pleasure having you on the show again, sir. Thanks for having me. It was, was a pleasure um, for me as well and looking forward to speak soon. Good man. Thank you very much and thank you all for watching. We'll see you soon on another episode of FinTech Focus TV. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.